0: are back we have traveled around the globe sheldon and i have both traveled we're both back in canada i'd say we're warm we're not it's still cold here (laughs) Uh, but it's good to be back i'm john chidley hill
1: um i'm sheldon alexander and i had to google it to remember where it came from and I don't know if this was like the first one, the first person to say this, but when you said, we are back, for some reason, the first thing that came to my mind was we're back like cooked crack. And I was like, what song is that from? (laughs) And I had to Google it. And it's a mixtape by Joel Santana. So we're already off to a just resounding start here on this pod that's like, wait, what? And also too, I can't believe I just started the pod off this way after, Actually, I don't know if I should say this on the pod. So I'm not going to say this on the pod. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. No. Whoa.
0: OK, Whoa. this is the challenge. This is sorry. This is you killed it. The rustiest challenge podcast. You can tell we have not recorded it a month. I just. I can't believe you know, I was about to say what I was about mess- to say
1: on the pod. And then I caught myself. I'm like, no, nah, actually, I shouldn't say that.
0: Well, thank you for saving me editing. Um, I wanted to say on the topic of how distracted we get and our many tangents. That took two seconds. We got... It has to be a record. Uh, We have a couple comments. Eric says he he only added me. He did not add you because apparently I'm the rap rock fan of our duo. Says that listening to the latest You Killed It I have to be honest, I don't mind the music talk at all, but a lot of what is played on the challenge wasn't really what he was into. But I mentioned Loud Rocks, which he says is not bad, but for Eric's money, the best rap rock collab out there is the Judgment Night soundtrack. (laughs) Are you familiar with the Judgment Night soundtrack? No idea. I mean, it's got a great lineup, Uh, I know it because, Sheldon, as you know, I'm the world's biggest House of Pain fan. They have a song with the heavy metal band Helmet. But there's also um, Living Color in Run DMC, Sonic Youth in Cypress Hill, Biohazard in Onyx, Slayer in Ice-T, Teenage Fan Club in De La Soul. I'm (laughs) skipping over some. But, I mean, it's a pretty good album. I'm Eric... I'm familiar, just so you know. I'll say the uh, Just Another Victim by Helmet and House of Pain is on my workout playlist. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely, I know this. Yeah, I was going to say, we've I talked about this House album of well, pain, right? And like. Yeah, you don't share my fandom. No one's perfect, Sheldon.
1: It's House of Pain, man. Come on, man. Like, I remember <laughs> questioning, like, you're not serious. Like, that's not a real thing.
0: I'm deadly serious. I I am so into House of pain. I mean, here's the thing. It's we can have a long conversation about the role of white people <laughs> in black music. Oh, okay, I
1: thought that was going for sure, a long else, conversation. It's like I'm gonna be quiet I mean, right now. could
0: we could we have a long conversation about white people in general. We're not okay, Sheldon. We're not doing well um, as a group. but <laughs> I'm just gonna,
1: like leave all of that alone. I'm just
0: not going to comment here. But I will I will say this. The House of Pain got me into rap music. Ah, okay. Like, I, I'd heard a little bit of rap mm-hmm. music, but, like, when I was, like, 9, 10, 11, um, I was really into dance music. Like, I was into Extend-A-Mix with Master T and Electric Circus, which I guess are... Canadian deep cut references of the episode off the hop (laughs) for our American listeners. Extend-A-Mix was on the Canadian version of MTV, Much Music, which we talk about all the time. Uh, Much Music they had their like regular, did they just like sort of play music and they had their sort of version of TRL but they also would have like 30 minute TV shows that were just about different kinds of music. Right? And Extend-A-Mix was sort of the dance music. Yeah. Sort of reggae. Showed some Master T. Right. Like that was sort of Master T. I have stories about him. I used to play soccer against him. Super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Extend a Mix, they would have CDs, they'd have albums called Dance Mix. There's Dance Mix 92, 93, 94. And I was super into the uh, Extend a Mix. And Dance Mix 93 was a life changing CD for me. I wonder if it's on spotify or i you it's can find it somewhere it. it's out there guys and track three it goes from bobby brown's humping around to house of pain's jump around <laughs> and it was all like and i just i was so into that song and that's and then i bought house of pain's first album which was self-titled but you know us house of pain fans know it as fine malt lyrics and that's how i got into it so you can put down house of pain all you want but it introduced me into rap music. And that's where my love of rap music grew. So I'm still I'm still down with the pain. That's my ode.
1: Um I was distracted because I was gonna I was trying to find a comment that I was gonna read that was. Going. I know, I was trying to buy you time. Oh, you there. knew what I was doing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's
0: teamwork. That's teamwork right there. And you're gonna be even
1: happier when I read this comment.
0: So all right. Is it about how I'm attractive? It's funny you mentioned that cuz
1: I there's no way you saw this. There's no way you saw this. But anyways. Know. Uh, this is from I mean the person doesn't give a name, but it just it's like a bunch of letters. But it says the sexiest man alive tangent was hilarious and JCH can slither in all over me anytime. Keep up the good work, gents. Holy shit. <laughs> i knew that would get you i knew that one would get you i don't know i'm just reading the comments i saw that i found it and i was like there's a backstory here because if you've been following the pod then you you were aware of the episode where somehow we started talking about we went off on one of our tangents and john explained uh I guess relationship issues with an ex that didn't like the fact that he liked slytherin which i didn't know what that was right (laughs) i was that wasn't even the comment that i was looking for (laughs) but i stopped at that one i'm like i think i gotta read that one
0: that's right because i got i got dumped for choosing the wrong house in hogwarts that's right Man, that that I mean I had I had another comment to read. I don't know that it's going to be able to
1: top, <laughs> right? Is it going to top that one? I don't I
0: don't know. I don't know. No. Uh I we should also say cuz not everyone follows us on Instagram, uh it's a running joke okay. that every so often we get comments on our YouTube <laughs> about my attractiveness which <laughs> i'm and I want to be clear, I'm not saying that I'm attractive, I'm saying that people comment on how attractive I am, <laughs> and I'm very flattered, oh. but to combine that with a sexual pun about Hogwarts, about Harry Potter, whew, I was <laughs> not ready for that Th- Thank you for the mm. bunch of letters <laughs> they they surely will know who they are. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I also want to read a comment from uh, Jade Zwingli, who, uh, first of all, she made fun of the fact that I was also dumb <laughs> for choosing the wrong house in Harry yeah. Potter. Uh, she sent me a Harry Potter meme, which is too difficult to explain a photo. Uh, but thank you for that, Jade. And she also said uh, that she thanked us for the shout out on the pod that she loves the music deep dives. Now that we're the best. And I agree, we are the best. And um, thanks for listening, Jade. And for liking our music deep cuts. I didn't even talk about Electric Circus. I referenced it.
1: But like, so. Uh,
0: in downtown. Well, this is where
1: the, the <laughs> breakdown will come of who's American and who's Canadian listening to our pod, right? Because if you're Canadian and of yeah. a certain age, Electric Circus you is know. like the jam. Like, that's a thing. That's a moment in time, as I like to say. Um, and if you're American, like I, I don't know, you're probably just like, "Who's Monica Diol?" Whereas, like, again, if you're of a certain age, Monica Diol, a
0: know. vibe. <laughs> I'll have tell we even you. talked about
1: the challenge yet? So, How long have we been recording this? No, not yet. We've not, not mentioned yet. anything about the actual show.
0: Listen, people. People said they like the tangents. You and I haven't spoken to each other in a month. It's late at night. I'm still jet lagged. We're just we're just vibing. We're just mm-hmm. out there, you know. Um, okay. We should explain what electric circus is, maybe, and then maybe we'll talk about the challenge. Oh. Which, excitingly, I have very hot takes about this episode. I have. Oh, sorry, I got I another music comment here
1: from the same person. Actually, right, just on, on an earlier episode, said ginger spice all day gch is 100 on his spice girl reads we need to find him his posh this should not be difficult get on it canadians (laughs) i don't know who this person is (laughs) but they're they're a big fan i'm just saying i'm just saying
0: well, I'm very flattered. That's very kind. Uh, and I want to. Sh- <laughs> I still can't get over the sleuthery. No, I know.
1: Tough to top, but I want to also shout out Erica. Erica commented and said, "I thought you guys weren't going to do this season at all. You made my day." Well, we're
0: happy to do that for you, Erica. Thank you for listening. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much, Erica. Okay, let's talk about Electric Circus real quick, <laughs> and then we'll talk about the thing um... we're supposed to talk about. So Electric Circus was a live television show, this is important, that was filmed in downtown Toronto at the headquarters of Much Music, where they turned one of the TV studios into a dance club, into a nightclub every Friday night. Was it like 11 o'clock at night? Maybe Maybe 10. 10? I feel like it was an hour. And they would would just, yeah, I think you're right. And they would like play like dance Mm -hmm. music. And like sometimes rap music and like between and they would sort of like mix in the people dancing the in the club video. with the music mm-hmm. video. And like I remember they did a mix of uh, Atomic Dog and Snoop Dogg. Oh. Like they were switching back and forth with George mm-hmm. Clinton and Snoop Dogg. And like it was like seven minutes and so hype like it was so good this was like a thing that Uh, i think we
1: got to emphasize how big of a deal this was like you would get into the club but then there were a bunch of people waiting outside and they're just like in the window like waving and they would have a camera cut to the people outside and they're jamming outside in the cold sometimes
0: and like it was a thing yeah this show was not just done in the summers it was year Mm. round and like This is Canada. You gotta bring that back. It's cold. I honestly like they brought back much music on TikTok. Mm -hmm. They gotta bring back Electric Circus. That was the best show that they had. They had a lot of great shows, but Electric Circus and Fromage. We explained that much music was basically
1: MTV. But just Canadian version we said that okay. Just making sure. Just making sure.
0: Just I appreciate the thoroughness. Here to help. Here to help. You know, I do not appreciate Do you know I do not appreciate, Sheldon? Your song of the summer? No, I do not appreciate Save to Palace. Nor do I appreciate the King's Palace, who I am not a bad. They were having
1: their own electric circus in their room, right? (laughs) They
0: Mm -hmm. were. And they added a couple new dancers with Jasmine. And I don't think Ayana danced, but Jasmine was dancing. And I'll say this they were having fun and they're all pretty good okay. games however <laughs> if i was not a member of the king's palace i would be super pissed at this like this would get hold in a hurry and like this clearly went on for some time so
1: my thought about it was you know at first i was like okay this is kind of lame, but then i was like you know what i kind of like the fact first off shouts to tech Tech is made for reality TV. Yeah. Tech was dropping some bars. Tech
0: is good. He's TV. spitting
1: some rhymes, which I appreciated. <laughs> but I I respect the fact that above all, they didn't really give a fuck what anyone thought. They're being loud. They're having a good time. Mm. They're having fun. They were maybe even doing it to get the attention of everyone else. Cool, maybe. But I'm saying like I just like the fact that they were having fun and the whole house could hear
0: them and they didn't care. I liked it. I'm going to pause you right there. Yeah. When people later tell them how they feel about the celebrations, mm-hmm. they definitely care. Yeah. They Well, we're going to circle back to this. We're going to have to talk about the King's Palace. God help us a lot. What I did enjoy was the like montage of the rest of the house doing heavy sighs. <laughs> <laughs> As all this was going on. Of Great <laughs> We love a heavy sigh, Sheldon. It was super to see everybody do the, the. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a I'm a big fan of sending animated gifts to people as reacts, okay. uh, on various social media, and one of my favorite is to send like a good eye rolling one, and there's one of The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson, when he's still a professional wrestler. That's like such an over the top eye roll. And that's how I felt watching this. I felt like The Rock, just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I know what you're saying. Like, listen, if I was there, I'd probably be rattled and just annoyed by them. Watching it on my couch, I was like, eh, whatever. It's something going on in a season where there's not really much going on. So, this is a drama that we got, essentially. Um, the drama that includes, you mentioned Jasmine, you know, they think that yes. she's with them. But she doesn't really, really seem to be with them. And that's kind of weird. But the whole, like, breakdown of this house and this alliance is so strange to me, right? Because there's a question about Nehemiah and Brad who are friends outside of the house. Yet for some reason, they're not in an alliance in the house. And I don't get it. And that becomes so much of like the main topic here. And I'm thinking if me and you end up on the challenge, we're gonna be in an alliance together. Like why wouldn't we work together? Like you, Brad,
0: Brad I can had, come in
1: and be singing safety palace or whatever the hell they're singing to.
0: I had the exact same thought. Whereas like if Sheldon and I ever found ourselves on an ep- on a season of the challenge, first of all, before we even arrived on the show, we would have mm. talked. We've been like, "Hey, like, just just so we're clear, this is we're an alliance, right? Like, we're working together through this, right? Like, if you're really friends, like, for real friends, and they both stress that throughout the episode, like, you're you're surely on top of that. I know in seasons of the Real Challenge, Wes has taken heat for doing too much before the season mm-hmm. begins, reaching out to people. But for real, if you're going to be on the challenge and you know one of your actual real-life good friends is going to be on the challenge, surely you're going to talk about it. I mean, by contrast, we have this scene where uh, John A. is saying like, like, I don't know where Jasmine lies now because like she's partnered with Latarian. So she's sort of along for the ride, but I know she and I are good. Cause we've talked about it. Like Jasmine and John, A have this down. They talked about very it. Very simple. And like, there's no very simple. There's no, and like those two have had a rocky relationship over the years. Like they were, they were partners on rivals for a reason. It makes me wonder. Like they had their shit. It together. makes me wonder
1: and question the actual relationship between Brad and Nehemiah. Right. Like, I don't know. Because you're friends outside of the house. And like if you could figure out how to be in an alliance then with Melinda, who your only tie is you're on the same season of the real world, like way back when. Like you're not friends outside the house, but you're able Mm -hmm. to be like, hey, we're in an alliance. Like, none of it makes sense. I don't get it.
0: Um and and like it's on both Brad and Nehemiah that they haven't had this conversation. (laughs) Like they both should have broached it. Yeah. Um we have a scene where Casey calls home to her very average fiance Kyle. Damn, and, shots fired. Like uh,
1: what? Like how's my guy just catching listen, strays? Like what's going on here?
0: I mean, listen, I think I think Casey is a very attractive okay. woman. And Kyle's a man. So um they have uh people direct these comments, comments to
1: John Chimley Hill. <laughs> Um, you can find him <laughs> all over the place, including TikTok. Um Jesus Chuddlesworth. Yes. yes. Um, I will uh, say if I'm being completely honest, I was like, Oh, that's your man's. Okay. Okay.
0: I'll be honest. I'm,
1: I'm keeping it thank a buck. You. I'm 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 gonna keep it a buck. I'm not gonna Listen, leave you out on the island alone.
0: Um I'm just saying I'm sure Kyle has an excellent personality. I mean, there's another thing that he could have an excellent,
1: you know, fill in the blank. I'll let, yeah. We don't need to dive into
0: emotional intelligence. Yes, that's exactly
1: what I was talking about.
0: (laughs) I was just, I noted down in the notes. I was like, I'm not going to say it. I was in my notes. Mm -hmm. I have down here. Never a good sign when you see a call home. That's what I said too. Like as if if I've learned anything from the challenge, if they're showing us a call home, that person's not going to be on the show by the end Mm -hmm. of the episode. Mm -hmm. Like that's the kiss of that's the producer's kiss of death, especially because we've barely seen Casey. Exactly. Like she's not she she's not a major character. She's not in the top eight people that we see on this. Exactly. And
1: now that we've actually talked about the show for about two minutes we're gonna get back to talking about music because the daily challenge comes up that's what the people want TJ comes (laughs) into chameleonaires riding dirty which again a moment in time they see me rolling like that's a big track big big track like that's a huge track
0: not my song of the episode not my song of the episode but a big track it's a big tune for sure deserves some
1: just acknowledgement that's all and I'm okay with that I'm okay with that.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask if you... There was something in the scene that I noticed. I want to see if your producer hat was on. You said that TJ drove up. Did TJ drive up? Oh, I don't remember. He got out of the driver's side mm-hmm. of the car, but my guy TJ was wearing flip-flops, and there's no way that they are allowing someone on an insured tv show to wear flip-flops while driving a car Hmm. it's not street legal to wear flip flops while driving and they for sure are gonna if he's gonna drive they're gonna make him wear clothes toe shoes because like you got insurance heres it's not like you're just like bombing it on a back here's my pushback does anyone
1: tell tj what to do
0: i'm just saying i'm just no no he definitely has a lot of leeway but there was a cut like i i double checked there was a cut that like the car pulls up they get the reacts okay they cut back to tj of the car okay 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 i like it i like it i
1: like it. that is a huge song Uh, though what did you think of this challenge
0: i liked it i mean one of my thoughts was uh that it felt like an actual competition that they would do on the regular challenge rather than just sort of like a softer junior version. It was called steer clear. And the idea was that one partner is on the back of a monster truck, swinging a boom, like an arm back and forth. And their partner is hanging from a platform at the end of the boom. And they have to grab flags off of flagpoles that are on cars driving by and sort of like driving around the monster truck so they're all driving i liked it a lot what do you think
1: i thought it was pretty cool um but it was one of those weird challenges that is tough like to do it would be really hard but i don't know if it like translated well and then you're seeing it over and over again and there's no like like everyone's kind of doing the exact same thing do you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this person got 20. Oh, this person got 19. This person got 17. Like it, there wasn't enough variance to make it like interesting, right? Like they could have made up and you're not yeah. showing every single flag they get. So you could literally just make up whatever number at the end. And, it, and it's kind of seemed uneventful, if that makes sense. Even though in theory, that looks really hard.
0: Yeah, they made an interesting choice from a production perspective. Where Nehemiah and Melinda went first. And they really... They did really well. They really set the tone. And everyone was worried because, you know, they're through and through King's Palace. And if they win, uh, we should note Letarian and Jasmine have the life shields. So if they win, if Nehemiah and Melinda win, then King's Palace, like, they're definitely set. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... And they still don't have numbers in the household. They have a solid block, but they don't have full numbers. So... Uh, two things. Sort I of a, a key one.
1: Sure. I just want to say I realized that I want Melinda and Nehemiah to win. And I didn't think that would be the oh. case. I don't think they end up winning. But I realized while watching that I was like, oh, I this is who I want to win. And I don't know why that is necessarily. I guess, like, you know, even though I like Darrell and Janelle. Durell just doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of like quiet though. Like, so I don't really feel anything about Durell. He's just kind of there, you know what I mean? Whereas like, there's at least a storyline for Nehemiah and I'm not really a fan of Nehemiah. If we go back to different episodes of episodes and seasons I'm more rooting against them. But I feel like I like the vibes he's come with a little more this time. Or maybe I just liked his reggae version of the Safety Palace song or the, the remix. I just needed like Shauna Paul to jump on it. But, uh, and yes, I said Shauna Paul. So me go so then. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> Honorary Canadian, Shauna uh, Paul.
1: I would also like to, uh, I mean, this is a tangent, but Andrew Schultz, I just saw, saw a video. Andrew Schultz was in Toronto doing his his comedy yeah. show and he brought out snow like imagine you're at a random (laughs) a random comedy show he's like you know what thank you toronto i got a special surprise for you because i came to canada here's toronto's own snow and he comes out and does informer (laughs) like imagine you're at this comedy show and all of a sudden a snow performance pops up (laughs) like what Uh...
0: just just to bring it full circle to our earlier conversation, Informer was on Dance Mix ninety four. Of course it was. Just saying. Just, of course it was. Just so we're all clear. Oh man. Um, and just to remind you, Snow and uh, Stephen Page from the Bare Naked Ladies are cousins. I know I told you that before. Yes. It's worth repeating. It's fair. Also cousins with Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. Just that's insane. Just to make it that all happen. Insane. I have. T- I have to tell you, though, I had the opposite reaction to you because I found that as I was watching this, Brad and Jody were the last pair to go, and I found I was cheering for uh-huh. them. I am I am not down with the King's Palace. And I'm Palace, surprised that you're rooting is, for, for which, Brad. I hate right? Brad. This is weird. What's going and on like that's, And that's the thing. Like I am finding the King's Palace as a collective mm-hmm. so annoying that that it's it's lowered mm-hmm. me to cheering for brad and like individually i like latarian i like nehemiah i like melinda tech is tech the money. best tech is tech money might be my favorite person on mm-hmm. the season but as a group not fear. aren't you it. supposed to like that's not my tempo. They
1: form like voltron
0: <laughs> I do, and like normally, I do like it. But I'm fine. I fi- I hate the nickname "King's yeah. Palace." I find the singing and dancing annoying. We're gonna get to it. Nehemiah says some things that I did not like. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff going on on this episode, particularly, but in general, where I am very over the King's Palace. I don't know if this is the episode.
1: I'm kind of scrolling ahead, kind of, because I don't remember if it's this episode or not. <laughs> yeah, it is this episode where he does a speech on King's Palace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. Gonna, okay. 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 I was just making show. sure. I was just making sure. Um, I
0: have I have some more thoughts though on steer clear though. I don't. I'm gonna be gentle with how I say this. I've I've already taken down Casey's fiance. I know what you're gonna I've say. I've got I've got some more hot takes. I know what you're shouldn't ayana have been swinging the boom and tech been the one like i don't i don't want to body shape anyone no, no 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 but it's just physics i also think tech that... is very lo- long and tall and like height matters if you're the person out on the boom that was melinda's big advantage and later jody's and strength is important when you're swinging the boom, and Ayanna's very strong. I'm just saying I don't think that partnership played to their strengths.
1: I mean, I would agree with you, except I think we have to take Tech's word for it. And Tech just thought that he had the best game plan in terms of being able to move the pole. He said, quote, I'm going to take this 155 pounds and slang this pole the best I can. It's what I always mm-hmm. do, but a different kind of pull close quote. I mean, tech money. it does,
0: it does what sound a weird like pod tech right money now. has the, the, a, I'm feeling like the, this is like Slytherins. And this like, is an all time. I don't
1: know what's going on here. <laughs> this is just a weird pod. I, the vibes on this pod have been weird.
0: Just saying that. So I feel like from what tech said in that quote, which was almost my line of the episode. Between that and what Ayana has told us in confessional, from what she's seen, maybe tech has a lower center of gravity than we realize that helps them. Like maybe there's some, there's a counterbalance Maybe there's physics at work that we can't see. What do you think of this, Sheldon?
1: I feel like this is our like euphoria. <laughs> Episode. Have you been watching this show Euphoria by any chance? No,
0: no, I don't. Sheldon, I was in China. Leave me no, alone. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to take us on a wild tangent. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to.
0: No, this I'm is in good.
1: Deep. The reason why I was going to say this is our Euphoria episode, some forty-one. Is because Euphoria, Euphoria as a show, collectively, like made the decision that they are all about. Um, equal opportunity we'll say so while most hbo okay. shows get you know big because they show nudity of the female variety mm-hmm. euphoria as a television mm-hmm. show made a decision that they are going to show a lot of penises and i said that word cool. instead of saying cuz i don't know can you say dick on youtube i don't know does that some strike or something i don't i don't know i don't know how these things work but Either way, my point is that somehow we're talking. Like, I don't know. We're talking about Slytherin. We're talking about <laughs> Tech Buddies poll. Like, what is happening right now? I don't understand what's happening.
0: I mean, you know, I feel like penises are having a moment right now. There's you know, a, just like in the, the zeitgeist. People who
1: are watching this pod who have watched Euphoria know exactly what I'm talking about. And there is one like epic scene where the actor who used to be on Grey's Anatomy, I think he was McDreamy or Mc, you know, there were like a McDreamy, there's a McSteamy. I don't know who's who, but anyways, one of those guys who was on Grey's Anatomy is on Euphoria. And he has this like epic scene as a dad that's just like completely lost it. He just at his wits end. And he is just like cussing out his entire family. And for some reason, he just starts like peeing in the living room. <laughs> like he comes home bombed and he just starts peeing in the living room. And his family's like, Dad, what are you doing? And he turns around and is just like slanging. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm done with all of you guys. Like he just goes on this epic rant. That's what I feel like this episode has been. And I don't understand why. I don't what? know what's going on right now.
0: Have you. Have you watched Pam and Tommy? We're so off the rails. No. Have you watched Pam and no. Tommy? I don't know if you've heard about the guest appearance in Pam and no, Tommy. No, I have not. No. But not only do you see oh. Tommy's penis, oh. but it talks to him.
1: Come on, man.
0: What just... What are we doing right I'm now? I'm just telling through. Like I said... Like I said, I feel like penises are having a moment. I, I feel like it's in the zeitgeist that for too long, nudity on TV shows and in movies has focused on the female form. And now the pendulum, the tech money, if you will, Jeez. is swinging back I the knew, other way. Man, it's,
1: I knew that was like, come <laughs> on, man.
0: What is happening right now? What I loved... Just shout out to Canadian songstress Nelly Furtado getting I'm like a bird on rotation Shout out to Nelly Furtado still shout out. You know, I've been listening to a lot of swollen members lately. <laughs> I don't know why.
1: What? I've never heard anybody <laughs> in their life ever say, you know what I was listening to the other day? Swollen members. Like what?
0: It holds up more than you'd like. Um, for our American listeners, Swollen Members isn't just a very obvious penis <laughs> reference, but it was a Vancouver-based rap group <laughs> that were like buds with Nelly Furtado and they would appear in each other's music videos. They even had a song together. <laughs> so check out Swollen Members.
1: What is happening with this pod right now? I don't know what's going on, man. Um, what were we talking about? Ayana. Uh, she was scared yeah. and screaming and Nelly Furtado was playing. Um, they struggled, obviously, because yeah. Ayana was terrified, and then Letarian and Jasmine were also struggling. And Letarian, I mean, he has a shield, but his partner doesn't. But you know, they didn't really care. Um, Darrell and Darrell and Janelle, which always throws me off. When I was writing it down, and when I see it's a tough it, one. Yeah, also struggling, but end up with seventeen. Casey and Kohada. Not even sure what they got because I was rocking to Nelly's Country Grammar.
0: Which is my song of the episode, because Country Grammar is an all-time bop. All-time. Just I mean you and I we have you and I went all in on Nelly, I don't know, like a dozen episodes ago. I love Nelly and like I think he gets overlooked. I saw Nelly in concert (laughs) pre-pandemic. Where? And (laughs) At, at the amphitheater. <laughs> TLC opened oh, yes. for him. It was awesome. I remember it
1: was, that. One of my boys is trying to get me to go to it that. Was, and I'm like, really? Like, I can't. I can't. Nah.
0: Sheldon, we could have had some wine spritzers together. You missed out. It was Flo Rida. The rapper so great they named a state after him. Then it was TLC. And then uh, it was Nelly, who had a guest feature from his nephew, Jaquan for tipsy that which is, is a also banger. A, banger. Is a banger but like hold you, on Jayquan is is forget... nelly's nephew did we yeah. know that i didn't know that until nelly said my nephew Jayquan is gonna come on stage i don't think he means we are going to perform nephew. i think no, he does
1: not a chance not a chance i mean
0: i'm uh, are you are you calling bullshit on nelly why would nelly like nephew us?
1: is like a term of endearment like you know my nephew my young buck
0: i i'm googling Jaquan nelly nephew and it auto completed
1: oh. oh okay there's a there's a pause now uh, <laughs> there's a pause <laughs> what is happening right now oh this pod is insane Nelly.
0: Okay, I'm going.
1: (laughs) I feel like this would have come up already. If this was a thing, this would have come up already. Um, I think I told the story though the last time we talked about Nelly. About oh I was at OVO. I guess I don't know which one it was. There's one year where Nelly came out as one of the surprise guests. And I remember just thinking, Mm -hmm. like, some people were getting hype, a lot of the kids were confused. And I gotta admit that I was kind of confused because I was like, now I'm not mad at being at a show and Nelly coming out as a surprise, like in theory, but in actuality, when it happened, I was kind of like, I kind of wish this was someone else that came out. Like you're wasting a surprise on Nelly. Like that's not something I needed in like 2018 or 2017, whatever year it was, it was in 97 right it wasn't even 2007 so i was just like "Mm, yeah
0: okay i cannot find (laughs) evidence beyond the fact that they're both from st louis there are like sketchy websites that are trying to like get my personal information as I try to find this. Okay, out what? Is, so it's a common question. What at is least.
1: happening? What What are your Google searches? We'll save that for another day. Um, <laughs> Nelly, country grammar. Do you have more on that, or because I preferred? Uh, I was just say, me. I think that might have been my favorite Nelly song.
0: Ooh, I I used to sing that song in grade twelve it's English. A great song. Are we in grade twelve uh, English it's a great song. I think. Or no? No, I don't think that so. That was OAC? No. I, was that OAC? Yeah. Yeah, it was OAC. Okay. It's so, OAC. I, um, I was just going to say that Nelly has so many hits that you forget. And then you see them live and in concert. And like, you know, when you're in, at a concert, they open up with a great song. And then there's like maybe another couple great songs. And then they, they like sort of take it mm-hmm. easy on you. So you can like get a drink. can like sit down, catch your breath. Especially because, like, that concert I was describing, they were definitely appealing to an older age group and they need a pace. There is no let up with Nelly. There is no song where you get to, like, so sit down and like, take like, a jamming? break. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he he also shouts to Nelly for knowing what the people want. He opened with country grammar, including the, like, tapping the microphone. That's fair. And shouting hot shit like he knows what it's we fair. want. And then he obviously he
1: country grammar. He closed what he it?
0: With? Sheldon, you know the answer. Country grammar. Hot and her. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's fair. Like, it's come fair. on now. And his second last song obviously was Dilemma. Mm. Like Nelly and Kelly. Right? And That's like Yeah. The, the only break we got was when he brought Jaquan on for Tipsy. And that was really a break for Nelly. It was not a break yeah, for us. That's a big track. The teen president. Tipsy's so good. Um, Tipsy's so good. I have a theory, okay. though, about the challenge. Okay. I kind of wonder if Jasmine and Letarian took a mental health day on this one.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Because they had the life shields Mm -hmm. and like Latarian should be able to basically fling Jasmine back and forth on that boom at will. But he was the one that seemed to struggle. Agreed. It was very
1: weird. It was very weird.
0: It was suspicious. It was sus as Mm -hmm. the kids Mm -hmm. say.
1: Maybe he was doing it on purpose Um, because he knew if he came in last, then it could have been a way to get one of the other teams on the other side, into the elimination,
0: but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it, it would not. It would be possible since Kings Palace, their brand is doing too yeah. much, and that would be for sure doing mm-hmm. too much. Um, ultimately, it comes down to Brad and Jody. Mm-hmm. Who I mean, the suspense was sort of killed for me because they showed everyone's flag total except for Brad and Jody. I was like. Mm. <laughs> They're building up the suspense, but they definitely won. Uh, sure enough, they win. As I said, as we said, Letarian and Jasmine were the worst, but because they have the life shields, Tech and Ayana, they go in. They're the, they're the uh, auto ones going in. Um, we have more of this Nehemiah and Brad. Do they trust each other? And like, here's here's where, it, well, Hold on, let's talk talk about what Brad and Jody do. They put up Kohata and Casey as a decoy vote, which I don't think is a decoy vote. It's just like they know people aren't going to vote them in, against Nehemiah and Melinda. And Letarian and Jasmine can't save them because they already used their life Mm -hmm. shields. And Nehemiah is taken aback that he is he knows he's going to get voted in and brad sort of tries to talk to him about it but nehemiah is not really interested in that conversation then they're all at the bar and nehemiah and latarian in particular but all of king's palace they've got the remy in the system ain't no telling and and they're they're talking a little bit too loud about how they feel about this turn of events how do you feel about all this sheldon
1: i just think that you know what purpose does that serve right um what is the reaction you're trying to get and how does that benefit you because if you have a problem with brad and what went down you could just say that
0: but you're not doing that and they got they got a little personal like i mean it's not the biggest deal Letarian implies that Brad is on steroids. Yeah. Not not necessary. I mean, he might not be I'm wrong, rattled by Brad's but also doesn't have anything to do. Oh, I I'm very rattled by his back of the head tattoo. Yeah, it's I mean, midlife crisis. Midlife crises are a hell of a drug, and. I thought this was a really bad look for Nehemiah and Latarian, who again, I like. And then like, here, here's my issue. This is sort of, of their own making, like they made an alliance. When you make an alliance in a game like this, people are going to try to take out your alliance if you're not in it. And like you choose you, they chose not to include Brad for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and, like, they have the reasons, whatever they might be. He's, ki- like, Neo, like, Brad can't vote, like, endanger the people that are backing him up. Like, is the one that drew the line in the sand with the King's yeah. Palace. Like, this, this was gonna happen. Like, Brad's a competitive person, he's trying to win that money. Like, it sucks, and, like, it sucks that two friends are on either side of the aisle, but, like there's where's Nehemiah taking responsibility for his role in not being in an alliance with Mm -hmm. Brad.
1: Oh, you make, you make great points. It it doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, the parallels of Janelle and Melinda, which like, you know, Mm there are lines in the sand because of them celebrating. That's what Janelle said. But again, I don't really understand why like you're friends, but you're not working together and you know, I kind of agree with Melinda where she says people can come back from elimination and celebrate. Like, what's the big deal about that? Like you coming back from elimination, you're happy mm-hmm. and you're celebrating. And if you're not cool with me and you're not celebrating with me, then whatever that's on you. And I kind of understand that. And I think that I also agree with Melinda when she says that she would still never, like, even if you're not in the same Alliance, I'm still not going to say your name. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually true. I don't like the Nehemiah wore a beard. So he wouldn't say Brad's name.
0: (laughs) Uh. Like, that's ridiculous. And then we get to, I guess guess we should say, the next morning, Brad and Nehemiah do have a conversation and sort of hash Mm -hmm. it out. Although, I mean... Yeah, you're in big trouble when Brad is being the more mature of. The two people in, a, in yeah. an argument like I'm not I'm really not impressed with Nehemiah right now. And then we get to deliberations. What did you think of Nehemiah's speech?
1: Um, I
0: thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting
1: because. I wondered why he chose now to bring that up. And even if we removed that, I think what he said was interesting, but I thought he could have made the whole King's palace thing more impactful. If that's part of what it was actually about, if they did that and told Mm -hmm. us that before him being on the block. Right. Um, Cause i do think what he said was kind of cool you know like you know yeah. representation and that's why he did it and you know he's trying to remind his fellow brothers in the house that hey we come from kings we're royalty like that's power mm-hmm. not mad at that i just thought it was weird no. timing and maybe it would have been more powerful you know if he did that beforehand also yeah i don't know i just find it it was interesting timing and and because like in that moment like he's sitting there beside his partner melinda and again i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that at all but i'm just saying like it was just weird timing all in all it was just weird
0: so like you i liked what he had to say that you know their name originally they were the three kings and then they went with king's palace because they're kings oh, yeah, they're and like reminding. Kings.
1: Yes, I forgot about that part.
0: Yeah. And like, as I've said, I like tech. I like Nehemiah. I like the Therian. I felt like the timing was suspect as well. I also have to point out, you know, he said, you know, it's about representation is about representing minorities. Is Darrell not a minority? is john a not a minority jasmine and ayana only joined king's palace this episode were were they not minorities until this episode and like which which king or queen is melinda descended from i'm pretty sure the king of sweden so you know like i'm not uh not 100 percent sure i believe what nehemiah is saying and the timing is suspect to me and like i like the message don't get me wrong i'm just concerned that he was trying to manipulate people and making the vote about something that it was not about
1: yeah i thought it was very weird and and who knows maybe this is on mtv and maybe he did talk about this earlier and he just never showed it earlier yeah that's fair comment that's a fair point right and I agree with you about the timing being suspect because it did come out of nowhere kind of right. And I thought like, whoa, if this was a thing, this would have been way cooler to know earlier on.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah. And like, I'll be honest, like I I like the idea of there being an alliance that's explicitly all people of color trying to guarantee that a a person of color (laughs) wins. Like that doesn't bother me as a white person. I think that'd be cool. I, frankly, I'd like to see that, but like I, I question his sincerity given the fact that there's a very white person that's been in his alliance <laughs> since day one.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's there's lots of very like he's friends with Durrell. Durrell is a black man. Somehow didn't make the cut. Yeah. Right. And there there've been other people of color that didn't make like Janelle. Uh, like there's so many. So like I don't really know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, and it kind of comes to a head to in the next episode when they kick out John A from the King's mm-hmm. Palace because she was trying to celebrate with them.
0: So yeah, like, yeah. We'll so like, either you're about Black excellence or you're not, and like, I don't, I don't know how much he really is, and yeah. like, I'm so. I mean, is person it makes me be, wonder. It's just,
1: makes me wonder how like how much of it was. Um, like when I need, I just need more information. That's all.
0: Yeah. And you make a good point. We don't know what was edited out. Like we don't know what the conversations were. And like, I mean, I've sort of taken some shots at Melinda here, but like maybe she's an excellent ally. Like maybe they had conversations about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. All we're going on is this one speech that was suspiciously timed and like doesn't add up. Right. From from what we've seen. Yeah. Um, speaking of adding up, Casey is an accountant and she's been doing some math, Sheldon. And she has found that she is late. <laughs> so she takes a pregnancy test and she takes another pregnancy test and then she takes another pregnancy test. And they're all positive. So she calls back to average Kyle to uh give him the good news and this is my line of the episode she said (laughs) these are i'm positive and so are these which was just like she she delivered it better than i did i thought it was really good and also it was was good news what did you think of this turn of events
1: um i thought it was i mean there's so many things i found weird one like so she finds out she's pregnant and then she was mad about being like one of the options to go in. I found that was weird because yeah. obviously we know how this is going to play out, right? Like we obviously know how it's going to play out. Um, mm-hmm. My focus though was the fact that I liked that they kicked off Kohata as well, because, Oh, what's fair. Like it's like what other alternative mm-hmm. was there going to be? Like, let's say they play it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The two teams battle it out and then now the partner switch, there's an extra partner and then that who. like how fair is that to the guy that lost, right? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be fair to him. So it's better for the challenge as a production to stick to their rules of, hey, this is your partner. You're going through the rest of the game with your partner. Yep. And hey, sometimes shit sucks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I felt bad for Kahada cuz he's always sort of like hard luck and like I think he's a genuinely nice guy and everyone seems to like him. He's not the best television, but like you know, I did like when they announced it to like the whole house. <laughs> he's like it's not mine. Yeah. Well played, yeah. <laughs> like we're partners but he we're not handled that close. It well. He did. Uh, yeah. I mean, what can you do but be yeah. gracious? Like it's it's a big she can't compete, mm-hmm. obviously. It's a big life event. I did like that she's like, I'm not gonna tell the house until the vote's done. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna let the chips fall where they may. Um uh <laughs> you rolled your eyes there, Sheldon. You seem less impressed that she did that.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I feel like that was a production thing. Right? Like that's definitely yeah. a production yeah, thing. Yeah, probably like, hey, how are you gonna play this? This is what we're gonna do. That's what I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So when they get to the elimination, they have them do their intros, which I'm really enjoying. I think it's one of the best parts of the Mm -hmm. show. And then they, TJ says, I've got good news. There's no elimination because another team's going home. That's where they break the news. And uh, that was the episode. It was, it was interesting. I was a little disappointed to not see there be an elimination i'm happy for casey and for uh kyle congratulations mm-hmm. but I, I don't know Th- this is an eventful episode but i also not my favorite episode overall what did you think
1: yeah i mean it obviously was very anticlimactic at the end and and i guess the best part mm-hmm. was the turn from the start of the episode where i was like oh this is gonna go bad for casey and then it's like, oh, I guess yeah. it went bad for Kohata, <laughs> right? Maybe they should have shown Kohata talking to his significant other back home or whatever. But uh point remains, yeah. like, yeah, I liked the suspense of, wait, what were they going to do? And sending him home, I think, was, you know, a good enough ending, for lack of a better term, because it, it was, like, unexpected. Like, I don't think we've seen... That in a while. I feel like we've seen maybe, oh, we're going to bring this person back to be your partner or just play it in a different way. So I was glad to see that it was at least like something exciting or entertaining. And yeah.
0: One thing that I find crazy is how many pregnancies have there been that were discovered like in the middle of a season? It happens a lot, right? Like, didn't we later learn? that DJ Mel was pregnant in the middle yep. of the season. And uh, Natalie Anderson from Survivor had to mm-hmm. leave because she was pregnant. And now this, I feel like there's someone else that turned out they were pregnant.
1: Yeah. I'm drawing a blank right now. Cause I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm drawing a huge blank, but yeah. I...
0: But there's certainly, there's certainly those three. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's been a weird, a weird kind of go and like this season, clearly, if you're listening to this pod, you know, we go off on more tangents than normal, probably because there's not that much going on in the season. And I think part of that as well leads to us being, we're watching and we're kind of like, Oh, I think this is who I'm rooting for. But I think I know who wins also, and I'm not going to say, but
0: I, I know who wins, so we don't. you don't have to beat around fair, the bush. But
1: I don't <laughs> want to say it on the I, – I know. We're, yeah, that's Keep fair. up the bit of the pod. Um,
0: <laughs> but, yeah,
1: I, I just think at, at this point it's kind of like you're trying to figure out who you're rooting for and why. And, like, you know, Nehemiah, uh, again, isn't my favorite person on the challenge, but I think, like, he's been a little bit different this season more toned down Mm -hmm. i like melinda i think melinda's cool peoples
0: yeah well i do like that nehemiah i mean the last time we saw him outside of all stars was that he was on one of the seasons of rivals and he sort of got screwed because like Mm -hmm. evan sort of threw it because he wanted to go uh, he had a commitment, like he was starting his MBA and he had to leave anyway, but it, like it's, I am enjoying seeing Nehemiah be more assertive and like taking the game seriously. Like he was more sort of almost like a hippie, like, you know, come what may, like, I'm just here to like, for the experience. Like, I like that we're seeing like more of an edge thing to win and like, I'm here to win. Yeah, and I am liking that, and I like, I do like Nehemiah. I'm just finding the King's Palace super obnoxious, and I'm finding that hard to take. Totally fair. Uh, who who killed it for you this episode? It's a tough one.
1: Um, who killed it for me is actually I'm gonna go with Casey's baby, because um, <laughs> I like Tech Money at the end saying thank you, Casey. I'm gonna buy your kid whatever it needs, and uh, I just thought that was funny. Um clearly that had a huge impact on the episode. And yeah. Yeah shouts to Casey's baby.
0: I'm I'm gonna say that Casey killed it. Um because, you know, congratulations, Casey. That's very exciting. And like at this point, given the like production delays and and us sort of doing this after the fact, a little bit after the fact, like the baby might have arrived here i don't follow casey on uh social media but but do you
1: follow her fiance baby
0: might be out in the world average kyle yes i do average underscore kyle underscore he's like one of those guys that has the unnecessary underscore at the end you know i will not participate
1: in more slandering
0: of kyle (laughs) (laughs) for kyle slander (laughs) <laughs> uh where can the good people find you on social you can media Find me
1: on twitter at shell alexander on instagram at sheldon alexander and like and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcast including the youtube page Just search on blast podcast or you killed it podcast
0: and apparently our youtube page is where people leave the filthy comments if uh that's your thing Guys, I think Sheldon needs some filthy comments. Like, spread no, the love around. He's a very handsome no, man. Good. No? Are you sure? I don't
1: need to know about Slither. Do you want, I could. I don't need to know about it.
0: I could just, I could just send you dirty messages okay. with that. Let's wrap this up.
1: What's, going, what's going on right now? <laughs> What's going on?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jchidleyhill and on TikTok at JesusChuddlesworth. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.